0: H-E-L-P dot com slash sober. Want an easy way to deal with cravings and negative emotions? Want to build back some of the brain volume that you may have lost from drinking a thousand drinks? Well, the answer might be exercise. And I really hope you didn't just roll your eyes at me because it's true. We're usually looking for this complicated secret that's going to help our sobriety, but usually it's the simplest things that have the biggest impact. The trick is just finding a way to be okay with the simple things. In this episode, we're going to talk about how exercise can help your recovery. You'll learn about a ton of different studies on how exercise helps the brain physically, how it helps us cognitively, and why it can be such an effective tool in sobriety. So let's dig in. Welcome back to the Sober Powered Podcast. I'm Jill, and today we are talking exercise. Studies in animals and humans have found that addiction to psychoactive substances like alcohol can cause widespread changes in the brain. And if you've been listening to this podcast, then you know that these changes reinforce drinking more alcohol. Alcohol can change our reward system to make alcohol even more rewarding for us and it increases anxiety and depression, making us just wanna drink to cope even more than we already were. I'll put some episodes to listen to in the show notes for you on that topic. Animal studies have found that exercise can help regulate dopamine and glutamate transmission in the brain and promote interactions in the brain that are mediated by a nerve growth factor called BDNF. So let me explain all of that. When someone struggles with alcohol or other drugs, it changes the dopamine system in the brain. The brain will release more dopamine than it normally would, which then reinforces drinking more alcohol or using more drugs. Dopamine is a motivational chemical that drives seeking behavior. So when you're cued or you encounter a trigger to drink, dopamine will start being released in the brain to drive you to seek out alcohol because that's what you've always done in the past. It's thought that since exercise releases endorphins, which lead to the release of dopamine in the same way that alcohol or other drugs do, that it can help reduce cravings by stimulating the same system. Exercise obviously isn't going to give you the same dopamine hit That alcohol did though, but more on that later. Addiction also increases glutamate in the brain, which is our main excitatory neurotransmitter. Using alcohol as an example here, this happens because alcohol slows down our brain. So the brain increases the amount of glutamate to try to compensate for the effects of alcohol and bring our brain activity back to normal levels. So alcohol slows down our brain more than normal, so the brain speeds itself up more than normal to try to bring you back to neutral. So this is why you will eventually develop a tolerance and need more alcohol to feel relaxed. I also mentioned that studies have found that exercise can help facilitate interactions by a nerve growth factor called BDNF. And you're probably thinking, what's BDNF? Well, I explained it in a ton of detail in episode 22, Why You Think Alcohol Helps Your Anxiety, but it stands for brain-derived neurotrophic factor, and it's a nerve growth factor that's critical for how your neurons are able to communicate with each other. Having low levels of this growth factor is associated with anxiety, which is why I explained it so much in episode 22, Why You Think Alcohol helps your anxiety. Exercise may help BDNF do its job, which might have a natural calming effect without drinking alcohol To manufacture feelings of relaxation. Studies have also found that exercise can promote nerve regeneration, enhance the brain's resistance to alcohol or drug-induced damage, and reduce cravings. It's tough to test these things in humans because there are so many different variables. There have been a lot of studies on the cognitive benefits of exercise in humans though. Addiction has a negative impact on the prefrontal cortex which can Controls executive functioning skills like inhibitory control and decision making. Studies have found that aerobic exercise is linked to improvements in controlling impulses, memory, processing speed, reduced cravings, and increased gray matter in the prefrontal cortex. Exercise also increases blood flow to the brain which enhances oxygen and nutrient supply and has been found to increase neuroplasticity too, which is your brain's ability to adapt and change based on your current situation. Adherence to an exercise program is kind of like sticking with sobriety. The decision to stick with it or give up is based on a few things like how hard you think it is the emotions that you feel during it and self-defeating internal conversations like i can't do this this is too hard or I'm not seeing any benefits, so why bother? So I hope that this episode helps you stick to exercise a little bit longer than you would. And when you feel like it's too hard or why bother, I hope it helps you just push through for one more day. A 2022 review looked at 53 studies on the relationship between exercise and addiction recovery and found that in about three quarters of the studies that they looked at, there was a significant change cravings and number of abstinent days when the participants exercised in combination with either in or outpatient treatment. A study from 2018 followed women that were recovering from amphetamines for six months and found that doing Tai Chi had positive effects on sleep quality, depression, depression, and resulted in longer abstinence time. So you don't have to go nuts on the cardio, you can even do something nice like tai chi or yoga and that will still have a benefit for you. Studies on high school students found that 80% of the reduction of illicit drug use was related to participation in sports. So that could be for a few reasons. The brain benefits of exercise, but also because exercise takes up time and allows people to make friends that aren't interested in drugs or alcohol. So if your friends aren't interested in getting drunk all the time, it's easier for you to not do it. Animal studies though have found that allowing them access to a running wheel reduced self-administration of cocaine. And other studies in animals found that running and cocaine interact with the brain's reward pathways in similar ways. The idea here is that exercise also increases endorphin and dopamine levels in the brain, not to the extent that alcohol and drugs do though, like we said earlier, but because of this, exercise can almost compete with alcohol or drugs to give us a reward without the consequences. So even though you're not getting the same huge reward from drinking alcohol, you're still getting some kind of reward and you're still hitting the same kind of pathway. And hopefully the lack of consequences from exercise keeps you motivated to continue doing that instead of drinking. And on the downside of this, it's kind of like sugar cravings in early sobriety or Or any sobriety in general. When you stop drinking, you might be surprised by how much you crave sugar. I covered this in depth in episode 41, and I broke down all the myths that are circulating in the community for why someone Crave sugar, but basically, you want a bunch of sugar because sugar is going to hit the same reward pathway that alcohol does. So, you're trying to stimulate the same kind of high that you are getting from alcohol just with another thing. So, exercise can also stimulate that same reward pathway, but unlike sugar or alcohol, it's not instant, it's delayed gratification. So, it's a bit harder to be motivated to do it because you actually have to put effort into it though. There's a much higher barrier for entry with exercise. You have to physically do something even though you don't feel like it. And there's no barrier at all for drinking. You just sit somewhere and drink. It's really easy. So although exercise can fulfill the same reward pathway, it takes effort and controlling our impulses to go this route. Exercise is a method of delayed gratification, meaning you do something and then you get the positives from it later on. Alcohol is a method of instant gratification, meaning you get exactly what you want immediately, but then later on, things are worse. On the positive side though, the dopamine hit that we get from exercise lasts longer than the actual exercise. So you continue to receive the benefits even after you're done. And with alcohol, The dopamine only lasts as long as the buzz lasts and then begins to wear off and then you immediately start feeling worse. So even though exercise is delayed, it lasts longer overall and there are no consequences from it. From the studies that I've read, it seems like moderate intensity exercise for 20 to 30 minutes five times a week is the best. But I think that the best thing that we can do is to find an exercise we enjoy and then go do that. Over time, you can increase the intensity or you can add other things, but just focus initially on getting a routine. Often, we try to be perfect and do all the things, so we end up giving up quickly because it's overwhelming, and then we go back to doing zero things. So doing low-intensity exercise two times a week is better than doing zero things. So just start there. It's better to do less and do it consistently. I'm a big fan of the rage walk, as you probably know, but I also do normal walks. I start my day by walking two to three miles every single morning. And I'm forcing myself to do this before I check my email for the day or go on my phone too much, so that I can have peace in the morning without any potential stressors invading that and getting my mind going. Walks are still good though, and they're really easy to start with if you aren't used to exercising regularly. A 2013 study found that a 15 minute brisk walk reduced urges to drink and more importantly, it also reduced Attentional bias to alcohol related images and cues. So, attentional bias is our tendency to pay attention to alcohol and ignore everything else. So, have you ever walked into a room and your eyes immediately find the alcohol? That's attentional bias. And that's something take it or leave it drinkers don't have. And that's something that we have to deal with in early sobriety and all sobriety is this like obsession with alcohol. Alcohol that our mind always wants to go back to. So a 15 minute walk can be a huge help for reducing cravings and triggers because it reduces the attentional bias and the hold that alcohol has over your mind. One reason that researchers think exercise is such a big help, besides the cognitive benefits that we talked about in the beginning, is because it helps us regulate our emotions in healthy ways. Exercise can give you a mood boost. It can make you feel accomplished, help with self-esteem, and if you're feeling triggered or angry, then it can help you calm down. That's really, really important for us, because we reinforce using alcohol to control our emotions for years, and we come into sobriety not knowing what else to do with stress and negative feelings. That's why I love the Rage Walk, because it's just something really, really easy that I can do that helps me calm down without blowing up my life with alcohol or food. A recent August 2022 study used brain imaging from almost 2,600 people ages 30 to 94, and found that exercise increased brain volume size in almost every area of the brain. And we know from episode 69 that alcohol shrinks the brain and decreases brain volume, so this is extra important for us. They also found that even just a small change, like introducing a 15-minute walk every day, resulted in major improvements in the brain. And this was especially true for people above the age of 70. So hopefully, all of that just convinced you to go on a 15 minute walk. If you're someone that does not like exercise or you're not used to doing it, then just start by walking around your neighborhood. If you have trouble going, then go first thing in the morning before all of your excuses start to show up. And if you want more support in building a life without alcohol in it, then check out the show notes for a 20% off code to join my membership living a sober powered life. So if you weren't already walking while you listen to this episode, then I hope that you will go for a walk now or very soon. And I will talk to you next week.